Welcome to Over the Thread. My name is Taylor, and today we have another special guest for you. His name is Eddie Barco, and he is a professional drummer based out of L.A. We actually met Eddie on the phone, um, talking to him for the first time for our podcast. Um, So he's actually an anchor creator. Um, And if you guys know much about Anchor, we try and plug them as much as possible. But basically, they're a podcast provider um, that we basically give our podcast to and they publish it out to the various medias. Um, And so Eddie, actually, we talked on the Facebook group for Anchor and ended up getting into conversation about podcasting and social media. And so we decided to have him on the show. Um, And he's an incredible, incredible musician. And he basically tells his story of how he went from being in church, learning music, to all the way now drumming professionally in LA um, for different bands. And now he actually has a podcast called The Nebula Music Podcast, um, which you guys should go check out on Anchor and other podcasting platforms as well. So since Eddie is a podcaster, he loves to interview people, and he actually turned the tables on us when we were asking him questions, and he interviewed um, Mary and I, and we get to talk a little bit about um, Over the Thread and kind of the behind the scenes of how we collaborate with different creators, use social media as well. Um, so it's a really awesome episode. I hope you guys really enjoy it. And uh, without further ado, here is our episode with Eddie Barco. Sorry, am I, answering, am I asking the question? Oh, sorry. Do you want me just to jump oh. in? Oh, I, I, <laughs> yeah. can, I, can, I can ask the question. <laughs> this is golden. This is guys. absolutely golden. This is the insides, <laughs> the insight to like how podcasting works. It's just right. so like, much How confusion. do we start? It's, it's so hard because like Mary and I are not in the same room. So, no. um, and also I don't see her. So like, I don't know, like I can't read her to where like, who's going to go first. So it's always like yeah. tricky. Cause you're like, Oh no, am I asking the question? Or are you asking? And then you like, don't want to interrupt <laughs> or like talk over them. You're like, Oh shoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of funny. <laughs> well, if you want, I, I can totally just jump in here and just like start talking about myself. I have no problem doing that. I'm very good at it sometimes. All right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, he, here's me jumping in into like doing a quick little um, intro about myself. Well, first of all, Hello to you too. Hello, everybody else. Hello. Uh, Taylor, Hello. Mary. Um, you guys are really, really cool. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, of course. Um, this has just been really, really funny because we've been trying to figure this out for days. Um, <laughs> and anyone else who's out there, like, you know, if you're either podcasting or trying to get into it, this is literally like 90% of the time is just trying to figure out how everything, you know, how everything works and, and working through technical problems for is just real? the weirdest thing. Seriously, though. But um, yeah. <laughs> just as a quick little intro. Um, hello, everybody. My name is Eddie Barco. I'm a professional drummer and musician based out of here in Los Angeles, California, the great L.A. entertainment capital of the world. Um, And I am also a podcaster now. I've been a podcaster for about a year and a half, um, interviewing some really, really cool musicians, some that I've met along the way, some that I've got connected to. And um, yeah, I mean, that's a very, very short intro as to what I do. I absolutely love what I do, and I'm always working on getting better at what I do. And um, the, my podcast is the Nebula Music Podcast. Um, um, that's kind of how Taylor, Mary, and I got connected. And it's just, it's been a blast. You know, I, one, one of the things I actually talked about with, with you guys earlier is just that podcasting right now has a bit of a, I don't know, it's like it's getting popular again. You know, but also mm-hmm. how really cool everybody in the podcasting community is more yes. so than in the music community, in my opinion, not necessarily that there aren't cool people in music, 
It's just not as uh, competitive or negatively competitive. I guess that's the better term. You know, everyone right, yeah. in the podcasting world is kind of open and, you know, s- sort of like able to help each other out without any sort of, you know, negative side yeah. effects. But I, I don't it know, definitely that just... doesn't seem like as political as yeah. a lot of other yeah. like mediums are. So true. And, and that could be because it's, it's, I mean, I don't know. Again, I'm not some sort of expert, but it's just because it's still in a way in this infancy. So everybody, even the professionals are still for the most part trying to figure it out. Like podcasting mm-hmm. as a business model is still relatively new, you know? So everyone is kind of in on it trying to figure out and whoever has figured something out is usually pretty open about sharing. So I have fallen in love with this community and bringing, being able to sort of bring something to my musician community and fan base that I have. Um, it, it's kind of a it, it's a pleasure for me and kind of an honor to be able to do so. And out of that, some people have also started podcasting on their own too in the music community. So it's kind of cool, you know, to kind of be in that world. So yeah, so thank you for having me on, and um, it's been it, it's been fun so far <laughs> trying to get yes. this to work. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, thank you for hanging <laughs> in there. <laughs> I mean, you tried to do this like what two weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. the internet yeah. literally yeah. actually. You know what's funny? It's it's for me. So I've been podcasting for about a year and a half, like I said, and the first time that I started podcasting, I'd say it was 2016, like late 2016, and I had about 20 to 30 interviews. I forget how many, like how exactly how many I had in total, but it was about 20 Mm -hmm. or 30, and I actually lost all those interviews except for one. Actually, no, except for two, yeah, because at the time, I was trying to figure out how to record these, you know, these interviews where the, your guest is somewhere else and you're here in, in your home. Yeah. And it was a learning curve and I used free software that just, that messed up every single episode. I sent it to producers, to my friends, to some studios and everyone was like, hey, this this is unsalvageable. Like this, this just sounds like crap. And yeah. I was so depressed for like three weeks. I didn't know what to do. I had put so much hard work into this. I had reached out to some of the guests again and they were like, you know what? You know, a lot of them didn't respond. And so, again, I I didn't blame I didn't blame them because I wouldn't want to do the same interview again. You know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. so I had to start all over. So it it was one of those things where I faced a lot of those technical difficulties right off the back. And I could have quit, but I decided not to. And it's been a huge blessing. And, you know, in, in a weird way, that whole like screw up was a huge blessing for me because it helped me sort of get a practice run that no one ever heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. I started for real and then it was just, you know, it was great. Definitely, Weird, huh? definitely <laughs> never give up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those lessons where, um, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if it's a lesson to not give up. It's more of like a lesson that if you really like something and it just kind of screws up, then you can either choose to walk away or to try it again and try it in a different way. And I learned my lessons. I learned what not to do. And I'm still learning what not to do. You know, for the, I think every day mm-hmm. I'm learning what not to do. Um, but it, it, it's sort <laughs> yeah, of... We've... <laughs> what was that? Oh, oh, sorry. Like, everyone, as I think, like what you kind of said, like, we definitely are, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like... think anyone who's trying to make it is always, for the most part, 99% of the time, learning what not to do. And then that 1% mm-hmm. of the time you figure out what to do, it just, like propels you to the next level so that is a very interesting side for me at least about podcasting is just that it was a huge screw up for me at first and I chose to sort of get back into it do it again and relaunch and it was it was amazing once I actually got a chance to launch it was so much fun and the it was just great so out if you're out there and you you know completely screwed up on something that you really really liked definitely consider restarting because you never know what you didn't or like what you messed up on was probably a huge lesson that will let you do it really well the second time around 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's totally. how a lot of successful people do it. We're just jumping back and forth here to random conversations about my podcast and, and what you guys do as well. Uh, but it's just <laughs> yeah. it's just a fun, fun world to be a part of. So I'm really happy to be here. Well, we appreciate you, um, you know, coming on and and being vulnerable about, uh, you know, where you started and, you know, all that all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, well, maybe to start it off, how did you find yourself in like the music industry? Because I mean, that side of it is really cool. Um, I'd like to know more about that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, do you want the long version, medium version, <laughs> short version? Which version do you want? <laughs> so many versions. I know. I know. I know. Um, I mean, <laughs> how about I give you the medium version, and then we'll yeah. see where that goes. All right. All right. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, it's not really that long of a story because I'm not that old. So I guess I'm, I'm making it seem like it's more intense than it actually is. But um, I guess <laughs> yeah. if we sort of backtrack a little bit, right, um, I'm Hispanic. So I, I grew up here in Los Angeles, born and raised. Uh, my family, uh, my parents are immigrants, so they, they immigrated to this country. And I was born here. You know, I'm very blessed to be born in, in the United States and America. And I, I love where I grew up. And so I grew up very uh, in a very religious household, you know, very Christian. Um, and for those of you guys who are Hispanic or might be curious as to, you know, more information on the Hispanic community, in general, most Hispanics tend to lean towards the Christian side in, in, in terms of religious things. I mean, it's just a mm-hmm. very common religion amongst Hispanic countries in South America yeah. and, and Central America. And so like my family was a very diehard religious Christian family. Um, and I sort of grew up in that environment. And, um, you know, we, we grew up rather poor. You know, I uh, I mean, technically, we're all still kind of poor in, in this day and age. But another topic for another time. Um, and so, you know, I was, you know, growing up in church, I grew up seeing, you know, the worship team and all that music that used to come through our church. And I was just, you know, I was, I fell in love with music at a very young age. And even if you look at some of my childhood videos, like when I was a baby, you can see me sort of just sitting in front of the stereo, just listening to music where all my siblings were running around and throwing stuff at each other. I I was that weird, you know, baby sitting in the corner, just like staring at the stereo. So from a very young age, I, I really liked music and sound. And so being in church, I was kind of exposed to that. But, you know, being a kid in church, you're not re- at least in my church, I wasn't really allowed to learn how to play. And also my parents didn't have enough money to sort of buy me instruments or get me lessons or anything. So um, I don't remember how old I was, but I think I was I was three years, uh, not three years old. I was like in the third grade um, where um, I got into the school band, right? It, there was an audition and uh, my, my sister just said, hey, you should just try out. And, you know, part of the test was, you know, to copy all these rhythms and the, the teacher approached my parents afterwards saying that I actually had you know that I, I that I remembered rhythms very very well so I decided to join in and they gave me a trumpet to learn how to play um, and that same summer I went to Guatemala for a vacation uh, for about two months so I wasn't there when I came back I realized that this whole entire band that I had I had just joined learned how to read music while I was away and so <sighs> I I came in and I didn't know how to read music and prior to that we had learned how to play like Mary Had a Little Lamb and all these bunch of songs mm-hmm. um, by memory 
And so I would just fake it. Like I would sit there and I would listen to what the kids were playing and I would just match the notes. I didn't want anybody to know that me, the, the guy that they thought, mem- you know, that had good memory of m- music, didn't know how to read music. So I went home and I taught myself how to read in a week. I just matched note for note, pitch by pitch. What I remembered, Mary Had a Little Lamb, grabbed the music sheet and I remembered which note was which. And I don't know why, but this was a, it's a very vivid memory for me that I remember like in a week when it stuck with me, when they gave me a new music sheet and I was like, all right, I recognize that that dot means that note, that dot <laughs> means that note. And I was like, oh shoot, I just learned how to read music. And so that was like one of my first introductions. Um, and then if you fast forward a couple years later, I really got into the drums. I really wanted to learn how to play drums. Um, and But again, my parents couldn't afford me to have a drum set or lessons. So what I started doing is at church, I actually started low-key breaking in slash sneaking into my church after each service and this is not a joke you can ask a lot of people i i would just sneak in back church and what i remember by memory i would practice for about 20 to 30 minutes and i kid you not for like two years you know the people in charge the officials would like kick me out they're like this guy's annoying but after about two years of me doing that every night they sort of left me alone they sort of just you know you saw that i wanted to do it and i did that until i was in high school you know like i did that from I think fifth grade to like high school, I would just practice every day that we would go to church. I would stay after church for about 20 minutes rather than hanging out outside. I would just play and I would remember everything by memory at home. I would put magazines on my desk and that was, that was my drum set. I would tap on that for hours and that's how I taught myself how to play drums. You know, I got pretty good at it over the years. Started playing at church, started playing in big, you know, worship style bands while I was in church. You know, we got a chance to like travel around and play at some really big events. So I had some experience being relatively young and being self-taught for almost everything. Um, And, you know, even while I was in high school, I managed to get some lessons later on when I was, I think, like in 10th grade or so. My sister managed to actually save up some money and pay for some lessons for me to actually learn more theory and like official stuff that most musicians needed to learn. So, you know, I got a good two, three years out of that where I got some professional training. Um, But here's the interesting, and and God bless my sister because I love that she did that. She believed in me so much that she got me lessons that completely changed my outlook on music and my professional status, and it was just amazing. So, but here's here's the interesting part about that. So. I didn't have lessons from a young age, right? I got them when I was a little older, but I I, I grasped everything and I learned it. And so I made up my mind in high school that I wanted to be a professional musician. Then that's the route I wanted to be, a professional drummer, right? And I, you know, I was a pretty good student. I was a brainiac, 4.4 GPA or something like that. And I got into every single school that I applied to. I got full ride scholarships everywhere. I even got into like UC Berkeley and stuff. Um, But I, I was set on studying music. And a lot of, you know, at the time, and not at the time, it's still to this day, in California, there's a good like five colleges that have <laughs> world-renowned music programs. One of them being yeah. USC, UCLA, yep. and Cal State Northridge, which is where I went to school. And Cal State Northridge had the best jazz program at the time. And that's, I had my heart set on that. I'm like, you know what? That's what I want to do. One of the counselors used to come teach the jazz band at, at the, my high school. And they convinced me, like, hey, you know, they could use you at, at Cal State Northridge in the jazz program. You're a great musician. So I decided to give up all my full ride scholarships. I didn't have one for Cal State Northridge. And I went to Cal State Northridge. And I'm like, wow. I'm going to study music. And I went there. Um, and, you know, I had originally applied as a mechanical engineer, you know, to get in. Uh, which is harder it's, mm-hmm. it's harder than a to get in than a musician but whatever i get to csun <laughs> as a freshman and i auditioned for the jazz program and i got rejected got rejected 
you know, no. and my freshman year in college. And, um, you know, I, I told myself, hey, you know what? Let's try it again. I tried six times, six semesters <sighs> to get into this very prestigious music program. And I got denied every single time. I spent two and a half years auditioning oh. for this program that I gave up everything for, mind you. I gave up everything. And I felt very, very, like, crappy. And so then the <laughs> seventh time... I decided to audition for the music business program, which I got in pretty easily. Hmm. And it was cool. You know, we learned a lot about the music industry and a lot about um, just just music business in general. But if there are any if there are any business majors out there, they'll tell you for the most part, business degrees tend to be more about theory than actual application. Like you learn about terminology and what is management, Mm -hmm. what is blah, 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 Um, how to actually be a business person, an entrepreneur. That's something you have to learn on your own. So. I graduated, you know, CSUN, and I was a a pretty damn good musician because I constantly practiced every day. I skipped a lot of classes to go to Guitar Center. That same mentality that I had before was still very much engraved in me. I pretty much taught myself a lot in college to the point where a lot of people were surprised that I was a very good musician but not in the musician program. So in 2013, I graduated, right? And at the time, I was working full-time as a fashion designer and product developer for a lot of big skating companies and stuff like that. And um, that was fun. It was something that I sort of kind of fell into just because I was good at design, but it was never something I really wanted to do. Um, and so I, in 2013, I remember this very vividly, around August, I was sitting uh, at a Coco's with a friend. We were having a meeting about something. And I remember going on Instagram. This is, this is around the time where I first joined Instagram. And I started seeing all these videos of all these drummers sort of going viral. Uh, and by the way, I noticed that this this is a very long version. I just realized that mm-hmm. this story has yeah, become very, this is awesome. very long. We like so, it. Uh, forgive me because you guys are just, anyways. So, um, it's good. It's so good. I, no worries. I, I noticed, uh, I noticed on Instagram that all these drummers were sort of getting reposted and getting a, they were getting a lot of attention on this one account, uh, this call, this account called Vicfirth, which is the, the biggest drumstick company in the world. They're very famous. They endorse all the greatest drummers ever. And they had this hashtag that was called VF15, which I think is still around to this day. And uh, basically, they just tasked you to post your videos, you know, tagging that hashtag. And if they liked it, they would repost you on their account and you'd get thousands of likes and whatnot. And I saw a lot of these videos and I thought to myself, hey, I can do a lot of that. I'm a, I'm a pretty decent drummer. So I tried and I, I started waking up early at like five in the morning. Uh, I would ride my bike to school at first. You know, I had already graduated, but I lived nearby and I would sneak into the practice rooms. There goes me sneaking in again uh, into the practice rooms at five in the morning. I became very good friends with the janitors. They, they started recognizing me as this kid who would bike up with a backpack full of just his laptop and some crappy equipment. And I just started filming myself and uh Vicfirth did not repost me. To this day, that company has never reposted any of my content. But within about six <laughs> months of me doing it every day, I started seeing that I had like 2,000 followers on Instagram. I started sort of building a fan base and people started requesting for me to make more videos. They would ask me, hey, cover this song or how do you do this sort of trick and whatnot. And I just started sort of responding on that. And I started getting reposted on other bigger accounts. And so I, I sort of grew my fan base uh, to about like 30,000 followers at the time. And it was just funny for me because it, it was very quick. In about a year, I had about like 30,000 followers, some very dedicated fan base. I got some endorsements through some companies, and I started getting reached out by bands and managers to start playing with some bands and stuff. And I, it sort of hit me that at that moment, I was technically a professional musician um, without having a formal 
college music education without really getting referred by anyone. I just kind of started getting seen on Instagram and I use social media to sort of broker a lot of these deals for myself. Um, and that's sort of like when it hit me how powerful Instagram and social media was. I had created my own career that a lot of these musicians that graduated from this esteemed university they were nowhere near where i was at the time but yet here's this random kid who got rejected who was doing everything they wanted to do you know so that's kind of mm -hmm. what ended up happening by 2015 or 2016 or so um and it, it was just great i met some great people i joined uh this band or this artist called jake davis who's a very well-known artist in la and writes for a lot of really big artists and we had a lot of fun playing with with jake and it was just great um but fast forward you know, a couple years of me playing professionally and stuff and doing Instagram, I got burnt out by 2016 or so, okay? So Instagram was, Instagram and social media was a huge part of my life for like two, three years. I dove in, I figured out algorithms, how it worked, all that stuff like that marketers know, like I know how Instagram and Facebook and all that thing function and I just got burnt out of doing it every day. So mm -hmm. I took like a week off and that week turned into like months of me not doing anything like no one from Instagram or anywhere heard from me I was just done posting videos for a while and so I was kind of in this like limbo state like trying to figure out what to do next I had this fan base I didn't want to just give up on these people that followed me so I asked myself you know what's mm -hmm. next and uh, through different talks and different people I, I talked uh, with my girlfriend and best friends and stuff and they all suggested you know you should find a way to give back and show these people how to do certain things and um at first, I, I toyed with an idea of releasing like a PDF with like tips on social media, but that quickly turned into a podcast. You know, someone said, hey, you've met a lot of these cool musicians on Instagram and Facebook. Um, why don't you just talk to them, figure, the, figure out how they do their thing and sort of share those experiences with your fan base and stuff. And I sort of started toying with the idea of having a podcast in late 2016. And I reached out to, you know, about 20 or 30 of my drummer friends and other musicians and I interviewed them. And like I said earlier, that those interviews went to shit. They just am I am I allowed to cuss by the way? I, I can completely not do that if that's okay. Or um up no, to you you're guys. Fine. <laughs> Oh, okay, so that went to hell, and so then I decided to restart in March 2017. I started interviewing not just drummers, but other Instagram musicians too that were sort of killing it with the goal of really sort of trying to dive into their mindset because me coming from this background where I wasn't really educated, I sort of had to figure out a lot of the things on my own. I was educated up to a certain degree, but for the most part, a lot of things I had to figure out and I had to have the drive to do it on my own. I was very fascinated by a lot of these artists that were sort of killing it on Instagram by them doing the same thing. They were people that were just figuring it out and sort of breaking through a lot of those boundaries and creating their own names. And so I wanted to really dive into what drove them. You know, I knew what drove me, but I wanted to sort of share to my audience, like, look, hey, I get it. You guys want to be drummers or musicians or whatever. Um, and you can do the traditional route. That's totally fine. But check out all these other people who are figuring out their own path. And let's figure out what makes them human. Why are they similar like you? And that to me is sort of like that that drove me to try and help people to understand that, hey, look, all these guys that have millions of followers, they're just people like you that one day decided, hey, I want to do something different. And they did it and they, you know, people just respected them for it. So that's kind of where that driving force came from. 
by November 2017, my podcast sort of took off a bit. Um, and ever since then, I've been interviewing more and more um, well-known artists. I've been, I started collaborating with labels now, and it's just been growing at a very good pace. And I'm at a point where I'm, just trying, I'm trying to figure out, you know, where it's, where it's going to go next and who am I going to partner with next and all that stuff. So uh, from uh, being relatively uneducated to college and being rejected to being a professional drummer to podcast host now, um, that's sort of the rundown of my life story up until now. And I'm in my late 20s, and so it's been one hell of a ride. Wow. Was that too long? Dang. No. <laughs> no, that was, that was great. That was so good. I that's tried so to good. keep it concise as much as I possibly could. I'm, I for, Forgive me if I forgot to mention anybody. Uh, I try my best to mention as many people as I can, but sometimes <laughs> with these stories, you got to, like, you know, get to the point. Cut it down, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so with your podcast, what have, what have been some of your highlights? I mean, even if it's just, like, people you've talked to oh, nice. or just moments. Oof, there's so many favorite moments, but I honestly would have to say that one, uh, I would say two favorite moments, um, maybe three. Well, let me let me start with the, the first two, at least the first one. I would say I got a chance to interview someone that I have, have admired for years. Um, there's this band called Fits in the Tantrums that oh, I was. Yes. Yeah, I was really into them in college before they were a thing. Like I loved their first EP and uh, I, I watched a lot of their performances on YouTube when they were first like starting to become a band um, when they were like mm -hmm. performing in San Francisco and stuff. And then they sort of went, you know, they, they kind of hit it the big times in 2014, 15. Um, and so I got in touch with uh, the lead singer, she heard what I was doing, and we got in touch through this app called Jam Card, which is a musicianship, a musician app. Um, and she was, you know, she liked what I was doing, and she said, "Yeah, I want to come on the show." And to me, at the time, I was just that was like my first like major interview. You know, not saying that any of my other interviews weren't major, but until then, most of my interviews were with self-made people. You know, people that yeah. so, some of them had millions of followers, you know, some of them had, you know, some of them were famous on YouTube. But for the most part, there were kids like me that, you know, kind of got up and did it. This was the first time that someone like backed by a label, you know, that was just massively huge around the world decided to come on my show. Yeah. And it was amazing. It was unbelievable because, again, I had I admired her for years. I admired her work and it was nerve wracking. I'll tell you that like the minute like the, the the interview started she was just very professional you know she had done interview tons of interviews in her the whole life and we just started talking and i felt like you know who am i to be interviewing her you know what i mean but mm -hmm, after right. about 10 minutes she helped me feel comfortable and it helped me sort of gain that confidence and we just talked for a good like hour or so about songwriting and we even got into some topics that she even told me afterwards she doesn't normally talk about which to me i was very proud of that i got a chance wow. to talk with one of my idols about stuff that most people don't ever bring up and so that was great um, second one would be a very recent interview that I did with this guy named San Holo, um, who's a I'm a huge fan of. You know, like if you guys don't are not fans or are not into the electronic music scene, uh, I would definitely highly suggest checking out San Holo. He's a very good introduction into that world. Um, he was one of my introductions to the electronic dance music scene um, because you know I come from a very traditional music background, uh, so I sort of had to ease into the electronic dance music scene, which I love now, by the way. Uh, but he has <laughs> great music and i started hearing his stuff his song his songs are like massively huge all around the world like anyone that ever goes to a rave or that goes to like edc or tomorrowland knows who san holo is and like i got in touch with him 
uh, through a friend. Um, uh, her name is Yvette Young, who's another great musician on uh, on Instagram. And you know, he heard the interview that I did of her, and, and they're great friends. And I just reached out to him. I just mm-hmm. say, hey, look, honestly, man, like I would love to interview you. I'm a huge fan. You're totally busy. I get it. If you don't want to, kind of thing. But it would, you know, it would honestly be an honor for me. And he was so nice about it. He was just like, dude, yeah, absolutely. I would totally love to do your interview. And I was like blown away. And here's the funny part huh. about that one. We had so many technical issues on that interview, which was like, it, it, mm-hmm. it was it was a bummer for me because I had been doing this for like a year now. And so I, I considered myself more of a pro than an amateur. And to, you know, talk to someone mm-hmm. that huge um, and then just be like, oh, shoot, Skype's not working or something like that. It was just like, oh, I really hope he doesn't cancel. He was super professional about it. Very nice. And when we actually did the interview, he was very much just like, he was just so kind. And again, we got a chance to talk about stuff he doesn't normally talk about. And it was a huge proud for uh, pr- like it, i was very proud of doing that and the coolest Absolutely. part mm-hmm. i would say after that interview i got reached out by like dozens of musicians that were super inspired by that interview telling me like wow i had no idea that san was a music teacher while he was famous like that was one of the highlights of the story is that this guy in 2016 his music goes viral he gets signed to like a label and he starts to tour in the biggest music festivals in the world and he still has to teach guitar back at home to make ends meet and so it's like it to Mm -hmm. to me it was like a huge Uh. mind-blowing thing that you see this guy who's so huge and he still had to work hard at what he was doing even prior to that and he's a musician like he's a die-hard well-schooled musician who comes from a a traditional musician background like me so a lot of these musicians felt very inspired to start making their own music because they see that hey if san can do it too if he was being a music teacher if he comes from a traditional background like me then maybe i should start doing my own music and maybe who knows where that can go right and that to me was a huge moment where i was just like that has been my goal since i started i wanted people to feel like hey it doesn't matter where i'm at doesn't matter what i'm doing if so and so can do it I can too. And and plus, they were at the same position I was at. They just were two years ahead of me. If I'm a music teacher now, who knows where I could be two years from now. So that's that mm-hmm. was a huge, huge like just moment for me to just feel like, wow, someone's actually listening and someone's actually taking what I'm saying and what San is saying to heart and actually doing something about it. And that's the beauty of podcasting, in my opinion, is that, you know, people listen. And people use yeah. it to sort of take action. And so I commend you guys for doing this, by the way, because you guys are doing great, great work. And I guarantee you, like, if you can make someone just get up and do something, like, that makes all of it worth it. It's definitely it's definitely cool because, like, sometimes you just, like, don't – you don't really know how your words impact people. No. And even just to hear – even just from you, I mean, that's satisfying to me is, like, oh, wow, like we're doing something and people are noticing or we're doing something and people are, um, you know, it's impacting them in some way, whether it's just like, oh, they just really like the way this looks or it's something like, oh, this, this, you know, particular thing that somebody said in one of these interviews or something you said really resonated with me and made me like want to, you know, change this or or think about it in this way. And I think that's part of the reason why we podcast um it's doesn't that feel that great though love. doesn't that feel great to oh, like think yeah. about that someone's actually listening to what you're saying and being like yeah like i can totally relate to that yeah you're like oh so i'm not just this crazy person just talking into a mic and no one's <laughs> listening you know you're like someone's listening <laughs> yeah i feel crazy sometimes too i feel crazy all the time i mean what are you talking about it's yeah. just sometimes i sit here and, and you know it's 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 tough work um yeah. You know, on that topic, I don't mean to sort of deviate from the conversation, but I think, Taylor, mm. you and I were talking about this a couple of weeks ago 
on yeah. on Facebook just how you know the podcasting world like we were saying is a bit of a you know it is kind of not new but it's it's sort of you know getting popular right now and why a lot yeah. of people are trying to start podcasts but I remember telling you like you know congratulations are doing I think you were doing the 15th episode at the time I'm not mis- if I'm not yeah. mistaken and I and I was Probably. telling you like you know like props to that because I, I haven't been doing it for more than a year and a half right but in that year and a half I have seen hundreds of shows you know come up on iTunes rise the charts you know and a lot of celebrities come up and do it and then within like a month they're gone you know or at least they're dead yeah because podcasting mm-hmm. may not seem like hard work but it is it's a bit of an art form in its in itself and people yeah. realize yeah. you know they're, they're oh, kind of yeah. trying to chase that that trending thing but when yeah. they realize like that it mm-hmm. is sort of hard work to reach out to people and sit there and have an honest conversation a lot of them sort of drop out so having 15 episodes 20 episodes and being and doing this for a couple months that's nothing to laugh about and it's it's amazing that that you can sort of share your insights and sort of help bring other people's insights into people that don't normally you know get a chance to hear from these people and, and that's why I, I love doing this and I'm glad that you guys are doing it because we're all I mean you're doing great work and so Honestly, thank you for having me on and for not saying this interview is over, by the way. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yeah. it's, it's great and doing this. And good night. That this is it. <laughs> goodbye. Yeah. I'm just kidding. And goodbye. And goodbye. <laughs> Wait, so. I'm, I'm curious. Okay, so, um, and I don't mean to, like, sort of, like, revert the conversation, but I, I, I'm curious about you guys because, like, you guys just had someone huge <laughs> on your podcast, right? Yeah. How does did. that? Oh, yeah. How does that feel? Honestly, like, how did oh. that? Oh, my God. So... I guess I'll, I'll talk about it first, but, um, I don't know. Is it's pretty surreal to be honest with you, because I mean, this is a little like, you know, behind the scenes for all of our listeners. Cause we love you guys. Um, and, <laughs> and it's kind of, it's kind of nice to talk about the process, but, um, it is. I mean, I, so it's crazy. I had this crazy idea and I was on this roll of like, so how, a little behind the scenes of how you do podcasting is you if you're going to have a guest on, obviously Mary and I can talk for whatever, for how many episodes we, we can talk. But mm-hmm. we wanted to have guests on. And how you get guests is you reach out. Exactly. So basically what you do is you find the email of the person that you want on and you email them. And yep. you email them in such a way to where it's a win-win situation. So it's something that like they could benefit from and also we could benefit from. And it's also, you know, a chance to be like, hey, I mean, all the people that we interview are people that inspire us um in mm-hmm. a certain way to where we're we look up to these people or these are our friends or you know um they have to have some sort of value um that they present to us and so yeah. i usually kind of outline it where i'm like hey these are the things these are going to be really great things for you These are going to be really really great things for us this is what we kind of want to get um and we're really inspired by you and kind of like all these different things you know kind of our chance to be like hey like appre- appreciating them essentially yeah so I was on a roll and I was getting a lot of interviews and I was kind of like, I can do anything. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm just going to start messaging anyone. Uh, like, you know, even if I'm like, oh, no, like that person's too big. I'm not going to be able to get them. I kind of was like, that's a silly mindset. And I still believe yeah. that firmly is that's a silly mindset and you can get anyone that you want. Um, you know, it just all depends on if they email back and it works with their schedule and it's something that they resonate with. Yeah. Um, you can't control that. It's just something that happens. And so I on, on a whim was like, uh, um, I forget what the, I think I, maybe I had watched the bachelor, I must have watched the bachelor or something. And, um, and 
I so I had been listening to Ben. Ben has a podcast called Almost Famous, um, and I had been listening to that podcast for a while. And I just really like him as a person. I've I've followed him ever ever since I knew about him on The Bachelorette, which was several years ago. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know what? This guy is so awesome, and like all these things. And I was like, how cool would it be to get him on the podcast? Because he already he has like such a great voice for it, and like he already has his own podcast, and like all these great things. And I'm like, this guy's amazing. Like he, you know, he's doing so many cool things. And it was kind of right around the time when his company started to take off, and um, yeah. you know, he just started this company. And I was like really interested in how it's this for-profit company that's supporting this nonprofit, but all of these proceeds are going to this nonprofit. And I was like, you know what? We need. I I really like on entrepreneurship. I like entrepreneurs. Um, I it was my minor in college, so nice. Um, you know, and it's it's the foundation of our podcast. It's a business. Um, and so I was like, this would be amazing to get him on, but also like, he's kind of, I kind of like felt like, okay, well, he's kind of untouchable, but in some ways I feel like I could totally, I could totally get him on. And so I just happened to click on his Instagram bio and sure enough, he has a contact email and I was like, I'm just going to, one day I was just like, I'm just going to email him. I'm just going to do it. So I drafted the email. I oh, gosh, it probably took me like a full day to like draft it. Cause I was like, I just, I need to get this right. <laughs> you know, you're kind of like, it takes oh, me man, a long time too. Shot. Trust me. It takes a long time. Right. Cause you're like, I, I want to make this right. And I want it to be like, you know, something that he really resonates with and you have all this, whatever. And I just kind of like, I just went for it, sent it and was like, there it is. Who knows if we're going to get anything from it. And sure enough, I had like a little freak out because two days later, so I kind of forgot about it, right? Um, Two days later, I get an email from that email and I was like, (gasps) like I I had like an internal freak out. I was like, oh my God, they, they saw it. And it was his agent, um, as as one has an agent, you know, um, being himself, he has an agent, um, which is probably needed because he has a crazy schedule. And she goes, hey, um, loved the email. Um, Basically, like, basically, in short, she said, like, Ben saw the email, really appreciated it, really loved it, would love to be on your podcast, but has a crazy schedule and is literally like she kind of like outlined it vaguely. But basically, he was going to be on tour for like trying to get um, not on tour, but like he did a bunch of speaking events to raise awareness for his company and nonprofit. And then he had all of this um, stuff with, um, you know, uh, like different, uh, you know, TV people. I mean, like ABC was, you know, he was on Bachelor Winter Games. He had like 1500 things. Like literally he was like busy man doing. Yeah, basically busy guy um, doing all the media stuff, you know, whatever. It's fine. Um, And he was and um, she was like, but he would really love to be on. And she's like, check back in June. And so, of course, being my, <laughs> being the person who's like, ah, oh, I need to, like, we're so close. We're so close. I was, like, freaking out. I, like, I think I texted Mary right away. And I was like, Mary, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And she's like, what happened? Who died? And I was like, no one died. <laughs> um, but Ben responded back. And she was like, he did what now? And I was like, he responded. And she's like, no way. And so <laughs> I freaked out. We also talked to my our other friend who's also got a podcast. Um, and we were freaking out together. And I was like, oh, my gosh, guys, like, the world is mine. You know, you're just like, oh, my yeah. gosh, like, how did this happen? Like, I'm just a normal person. This is crazy. Um, and so 
fast forward. So I obviously like I couldn't tell anybody because I was like, nothing is set in stone. But like I told my family because I was like, I have to tell somebody. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm just going to sit on this for like three months, you know, or whatever, however long. And it was like, okay. Uh, so I kind of had a plan of, well, I'm going to like make sure we, we get this. Like I, we need to get this. This is good. Um, so I couldn't wait till June. So I, uh, it was end of May. I think it was like, yeah, it was like the very end of May. And I emailed the email again and I emailing his agent, um, we're friends now. (laughs) Um, and I was like, Hey there. Um, don't know if you remember me, but um, would love to have Ben on the podcast if he happens to have a free moment. Hopefully things are a little bit less crazy now. But essentially like an open of like, right. you know, starting you can the say conversation no. Again. But yeah, I'm starting the conversation back up again. And I know it's not quite June, but like just wanted to see where your head's at, where, what's going on. And she emailed me probably a day later. And I also freaked out again. And she was like, yes, um, would love to do it. And basically was back and forth with me on when to schedule it. And I was like, this is happening. This is real life. What is going on? So again, again, I text Mary. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And she was like, what happened? Who died? And (laughs) (laughs) and, and sure enough, I was like, dude, we got the interview. She's like, no way. And we... Basically, I was like, okay, like, I can't, still can't say anything because nothing's set in stone yet. We haven't figured out the exact date. And so we figure out a date. We set the date. And I was like, oh, my God, this is happening. This yeah. is for real. But I was like, it's still, like, I can't still say anything because it, we ha- it hasn't happened yet. And um, we get, like, two weeks out. And Mary goes, crap, I have to work on that day. And I was like, uh, no. what? And I was like, no, yeah, I can't carry this. It's always this. me. I know. That's I was the like, problem. I was like, I can't carry this interview on my own. So I was like, okay, I got to figure out. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous, but I'm going to just, I'm going to email his agent and just see if it's okay. So I email her. I'm like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry, but we had a little oh, thing that came man. up. And is that okay? Or I can just carry it myself. And um, so I left it open and she was like, oh, no worries. Um, this actually will work just fine. Um, let's do it just one week from now on Wednesday, same time. And I was like, good so i literally was like oh my gosh like sweating through that that um waiting period of like is she she gonna say um so sure enough we have the interview it literally i mean like as you can tell from the interview if you guys listen to the interview if you haven't people who are listening you should go and check that out you really should it's an awesome interview it went better than i ever expected it always Um, does doesn't it like you always just freak out i mean it's just a natural reaction to freak out but it goes always it always goes better than you imagined absolutely so i was like oh my god and i was worried because i was like i'm kind of heading the interview how you know i have these questions written out but i'm like not sure how they're gonna go and it ended up like flowing really well he was so good about like answering and um he had great answers and he's just like honestly like the coolest guy like mary american attest as well like mm-hmm. he was literally like he's he's the same as he is when he's on tv and when he's doing these things like he's the same person yeah and i think that's something that people don't really get and they don't really know like you know because you only see one side of a person then you're like oh when you're talking to them in person it's kind of mm. yeah but he <laughs> You know, you're like, oh, that's a bummer. Like, dang. And and he was literally the nicest person. Like, he was, yeah. Like, he just, he asked us about our lives. Like, you know, like, what we did. Like, how we started our podcast. Like, literally, like, all these things. All these things. Um, 
And yeah, it, it just, it went better than we ever thought. So you know what I love about, about your story? Just, uh, and this is the one thing that I, if any of your <laughs> listeners can like sort of take away from that story, which by the way, it's amazing that you would get someone like that. And it's, it always feels good for me too, because it's like, yeah. you never realize what you're going to get until you actually put yourself out there. But that's totally. literally how it's done. That's And not just even just yeah. for podcasting, but with anything that you do in life, whether it's music, yeah. whether it's art, podcasting, I don't know, literature, whatever, like you have no <clears throat> control over the outcome. And most people, yeah. myself included, I was definitely more like this in the past. And I sometimes still get a little intimidated, but it's like, you sit there and you're mm-hmm. like, God, like how, how am I ever going to get that? Like, there's no possible way that so-and-so is going to come on my show or that I'm ever going to win that competition or get that job or get my work featured. Like it just, it's natural. It's perfectly natural for a human being to think like that. But you have no control over the outcome. What you do have control is over how and when you reach out or when you actually attack you know, the problem or yeah. the dream. That's what you have control over. And that's how like people succeed is they just attack so many times. And, and my attack is, is metaphor to actually doing what you want to do. It's you kind of just always <laughs> just go after the big fish. And soon enough, you're mm-hmm. going to get one or two or three. I mean, you never know. But if you never, and again, this sounds so cheesy. I know it sounds cheesy, but it's cheesy because it's true. It's like, it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's it, and, and all the, all the greatest people in the world will always tell you that it's just, you got to kind of just buckle down, you know, focus on what you want and just go after it and just keep trying and learn every time and mm-hmm. you know he could have totally ignored your message i think that's what we all could have expected but he, yeah. he excuse me he resonated with you and that, i think i don't know that's just what i love about you know podcasting mm-hmm. and you know being on anchor and all these bunches of just platforms it's just it's so cool you never know who you're gonna get you know totally totally oh, yeah yeah it's definitely the men- mentality of like why not you know i mean yeah. even going through i mean taylor and i i mean kind of the same process like we went through like art school and everything and that's all objective and we're coming to the point of like applying to jobs and everything else and um i just remember i was struggling a lot with that and my mom was just like why not you know what's the worst that could happen exactly like put yourself out there and like the worst thing that they can do is just say no exactly you know but that word like nothing's gonna well, happen that word no is embedded so badly in our society and again i'm not trying yeah. to deviate yeah. from the conversation but it's like it feels like it feels like just someone punched you in the heart when someone says no yeah. and i get that but yeah. you know it's it's training yourself to you know just rethinking that like you know maybe not now maybe maybe in the future or maybe he just or this guest or this opportunity wasn't the one for me and just keep on you know deviating until you find the one you know like it's it's interesting it's interesting to me yeah right it's just a vul- it's a very vulnerable move yeah. i mean I'm, I'm actually thinking about just like art right now because like in college we had to like apply to shows and stuff and that's very intimidating how do you apply yeah. to shows you know? that, i didn't realize that, that was a thing you have to actually apply to oh, oh yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah. just get um, asked well it, some people well but. okay <laughs> at, at, a, at a collegiate level or like you know an upcoming artist type thing you you basically do what taylor is doing with this podcast she she runs most of everything behind the scenes with um community well communication communications i'm i'm our pr um, rep yeah media. basically uh, we're all pr reps <laughs> but, man all of us podcasters are, are everything all at once yeah. <laughs> but we we ha- you have to reach out and you just have to keep doing it yeah. and just you know you just say f it and you just throw it out into the world and hopefully something picks it up yeah so yeah. i mean it this mentality definitely <clears throat> branches through many different mediums many different just like professions too so it's just 
it's interesting because everyone can relate, but everyone has their own stories with it. Exactly. Yeah. Their yeah. own approach, which I think it's one of the things that also helps me. And that, you know, when people mm-hmm. reach out to me, <clears throat> you know, some of the, the musicians and stuff that follow me on Instagram and stuff, they're always like, oh, well, you know, how do you find the time to do all this? Or how do I apply my time to this? Mm-hmm. Or I have this to do. Or I have that to do. And I always just tell them, like, hey, find whatever is best for you because if you do something too much it becomes a chore and it becomes either boring or you don't want to do it anymore and if you don't do it enough you probably won't get to where you want to be and so it's about finding that sweet spot that balance of like i'm Mm -hmm. sort of overreaching but at the same time i'm still sort of happy with what i'm doing and it's really honestly like I don't know. It's just about finding what's important to you. Some people value quality over quantity and that's totally fine. Like if you would much rather make or reach out to one person at a time once a day versus 50, but you put so much great effort into that one email, then Hey, do that. You know, but the idea is to at least take some action into something, you know, and just Mm -hmm. not sit there and not do anything, you know? Right. But yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, abs- I, oh, no, I, abs- I absolutely just love talking about this kind of stuff it's just it's it's i don't know it's refreshing for me to know to at least share that mindset with someone else you know what i mean yeah oh yeah for sure and what you can like relate on to because yeah. i mean we, we all go through these trials and we're all still figuring it out yeah. so yeah by no means are we professionals <laughs> at reaching out to people um or any of I don't that know, sort man. like G- getting getting him on the show that's pretty pro <laughs> that's a that's pro move just saying <laughs> That's a pro yeah, move. It's a pro move. Thanks. It's a pro move. <laughs> I do say um, so myself. I mean, uh, coming from another non-pro, yeah, it, it seems like a pro move. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Okay. It's what we're going for. It's what we're going for. It's, what it's, it's what's yeah. important. You know what's interesting? Here's one thing that I, I, I want to add that I kind of, I'm not sure how to segue into it, but I think it's good for anyone that's sort of listening. Um, I think... Like, okay, so for me, for example, right, I I was on Instagram, I still am technically, for a long time, you know, I mean, technically, I was considered one of like the OG musicians on Instagram, I'm by far not the first, Yes. you know, like Instagram has been a thing since like 2011, but at least like, you know, the first, excuse me, the first wave of famous musicians, I, I wouldn't say famous, I'm not famous, but it's more of like successful musicians that came out of Instagram. I was part right. of that first wave, you know, and then ever since then it's evolved and even better people have come from that, which I'm so proud of. But like one of the things that I highly encourage anyone that's sort of trying to do their thing is definitely get on that social media game. Like, I mean, any, any, <clears throat> God, I'm like, I'm dying over here. Um, any, no, you're good. Any good <laughs> it's like I mean, look, if you, if you tune into a lot of the stuff that like Gary Vee or all those people say, like they're constantly always arguing with what social media is powerful for and and honestly i can't say enough how grateful i am for having you know these platforms available for me to use and everyone out there i know you hear this all the time but you need to experience it for yourself you need to go balls to the wall and forgive that phrase but i mean that like if you if you aren't you have to try and kill it on social media you know what i mean and by that i don't mean try and be like famous or try to be viral or whatever it's more of like try and learn what works for you and sort of position yourself in a way where you can sort of gain a fan a fan base whether it's small or big um and learn how to do it like learn from the best people out there learn what they're posting learn what's trending learn all of that because that is never an unuseful skill 
Okay, learning how to make a good video on Instagram, a good post on Facebook, on YouTube is a useful skill nowadays with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. if I could like have like a, a word of advice for anyone that's sort of starting out. So for me, <clears throat> I stepped away a little bit from my account because I wasn't being creative with it anymore. It wasn't important for me as much anymore. I had done what I wanted to yeah. do. I proved that I could play. I got the opportunities. And whenever I feel inspired, I post on it. Great. Now I manage other people's accounts and I do other other work when it comes to social media. But the important part is to sort of find that balance and find the thing that you really like to do and to sort of just emulate enough from what successful people are doing and apply your own mix to it. Okay, so I'm a drummer. So, for example, for me, if I'm playing drums, I can sort of look at who is the top or the top five drummers on Instagram and just scroll through their feed. Just see what are they doing? What are they doing right? What are they taking pictures of? What are they taking videos of? How are they angling their videos? What captions are they using? You know, hashtags aren't as relevant anymore, but you know, what hashtags are they using? Like that sort of thing. What time of the day do they post? And another important thing is why are their posts captivating? Like those are the questions you should be asking yourself and then apply them to your own work and just sort of replicate that and then kind of go from there and try your best. Obviously this isn't, this isn't, you know, that doesn't apply for almost everybody. But for me, I have a hard time multitasking simultaneously. Um, So (laughs) I focus on one platform and then I sort of, you know, uh, what's the word? Trickle down the fan base to others. I find that it's easier Mm -hmm. to sort of focus on one platform first and then move over to other ones. I know right now a lot of people will tell you, oh, you know, like make content and split it up into snippets and go to YouTube and then go to Facebook. Do you have any idea that a lot of these big entrepreneurs and big famous people have teams now? Like a lot, a lot of the people, yeah. I mean, I'm a, I manage some of these accounts. So like they have me, you know what I mean? They have other people. And so it's like you have to really realize like Gary Vee, I love Gary Vee. He, I, I, he inspires me every day. But he has a team of 200 yeah. people. You know, like it's, it's yeah. stick with what works for you. It's okay to just do yeah. one thing at a time until you have enough resources to kind of get yourself going. Um, so if you want to do YouTube, do YouTube. You know, I just I have a friend who, you know, started just a year or two ago. Now they have half a million followers. It's definitely not hard Dang. to get that follower base or start Instagram. Facebook is very much not dead. OK, Facebook just has a different demographic. <laughs> I think I was talking to you about it, Taylor, too. So don't yeah. don't mm-hmm. discount Facebook. Facebook's definitely much more relevant now than you have ever realized. There's so much going on in the underlings of the social media world that you guys won't even believe. But it's just, you know, mm-hmm. don't discount social media. Don't think that you don't have something to to provide. And, and podcasting, I guess, could be considered a type of social media. I'm not sure if it is. But, you know, like if it's podcasting, then, you know, do it on podcasting and whatever. But my idea, what I'm trying to get across is, you know, try your best to allocate some time out of your week, out of your day to show the world, you know, what you are. If you're a dancer, if you're an artist, if you're a poet, if you're a, a really glorified office worker. I mean, for God's sake, there's a dude out there who's like, killing it on youtube just posting videos from his office like it's just there really is no excuse as to why you can't show no. cool things on social media and sort of build your own fan base it, it helped me a mm-hmm. lot well wouldn't be here without it i guarantee you that and i'm, I'm sure a yeah. lot of successful people nowadays wouldn't be here without it and you guys can all do it too you know so that's a very useful tip for nowadays just sort of get into it and figure it out as you go yeah i'm 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 like the worst with my social. She is I've been trying to get better. Oh, so don't even think. <laughs> Love you. That's why I am the uh, the social media PR person. Yeah. But you know, yes. we all have our own t- gifts and, and talents. Exactly. So, I mean, you you're, know? The, you're the I'm PR getting better social, at it. You're the PR marketing person, Taylor. 
I am. I am. Mm-hmm. Does that make Mary yes. the CEO? Are you just chilling in the back? <laughs> yeah, kind of. With the cigar in your mouth, man. You're just kind of letting it. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm the little like little purse on her shoulder. Like I, I kind of like overlook everything, and she's like, "Okay, does this all this look good?" I'm like, "Yeah." Or well, like maybe we should say yourself. like that. Perfect or, like, team. Do this. Perfect team. Yeah. So yeah, it works. So she. I'm um, actually. I'm. Short. Yeah, I actually edit the podcast. Oh, nice. Yeah, sound great. She mixes. Yeah. So, oh, thank you. So yeah, that's that's my side of things. <laughs> yeah. She, you you no, you contribute a lot more, and we're gonna start to. I mean, we're gonna do a lot. A lot of these these guests. Um, I mean, hence being the PR person, I've been getting. Um, have been people that have really in, like specifically inspired me. Like we both like them, but um, specifically inspired me. So I, what we generally do when we interview is um, we, whoever got the person or kind of has more of a connection with the person that they're interviewing leads the interview. And so mm-hmm. that's something that we're trying to expand a little bit because i've mostly been doing the interviews um right yeah. i did i mainly did honest men because and, and i mean did, i knew brooks but yes. i connect a lot more with art and music than yes. business right. so whenever we have kind of like a more of a business side of things going um that's that's taylor's world got it i i definitely don't really think in that way <laughs> well. but when it's more <laughs> well it's a good balance it's a good balance it is a good balance. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're, we're still trying to, like, figure out how, like, interviewing even works. Because it is huh. difficult with oh, yeah. the interviewees to be in two completely different places. Yeah, it yeah. is. So we can't we can't even do, like, facial cues of, like, okay, no. we need to move on to this. Or, like, you ask the next question. So there's a lot of, like, awkward pauses that I yeah. literally have to cut out, like, 30 yeah. seconds Dude, of the silence. I'm the same way, <laughs> too, though. Like, because it's, it's, you know, you have no idea how some, like... Like, I love musicians. I'm one, obviously, but there's like so many that mm-hmm. will like start a conversation. And I think maybe I do this too sometimes, but they will stop at random places that you wouldn't imagine. Oh, mm-hmm. They're just like, yeah, you know, my career is great and I love playing drums. And that one time, yeah. And then I'll be like, oh, uh, okay. And so, and you know, you have, you kind of have to like, yeah. you learn it as you go. But you know what? I think as long as you keep trying it and you sort of figure out, what works for you like it's it's totally fine and you know the the interesting Mm -hmm. thing is like when i first started interviewing and um i'm not even sure we're still recording but it's like one of those things where um where like when i first started showing people what i was doing i got so many like um feedback you know obviously i'm by myself but i got so much feedback from people being like yeah you know it sounded great but um maybe you should slow down a bit or uh, another person was like maybe you should not be so excited or maybe you should sound like this guy sound like that guy and I was trying my best to kind of take all that feedback and, you know, improve and I want it to improve. But then I quickly realized like the difference between just being nitpicky and just sort of improving who you are and taking the advice that improves you. Like it kind of expands what you like to do. And so, for example, for me, I'm known for talking really fast. Like I talk really fast and I, I tried a couple interviews being slow, being like more like your typical podcast host who's just like, yeah, we're here today with uh, with Taylor and, and Mary <laughs> and we're going to talk about podcasting. So Mary, tell me. And I just really, I realized that that distracted me. You know what I mean? Like it distracted me so much and I just came to the conclusion like, you know what? I'm just going to do it my way and whoever's going to listen is going to mm-hmm. listen and whoever's not, it's not. And and people tend to appreciate that honesty and the, you know, the, I just find that the mistakes that we normally think would be a big deal 
are usually not like even the awkward pauses most people don't care like if it's really long like mm-hmm. if it's like 30 seconds long they'll be like all right what's going on <laughs> but right, you know for the on. most part people are pretty <laughs> chill about the podcasts you know what i mean yeah oh yeah yeah so for sure i know the one thing that i always kick myself on because i always thought i do so so well i say like oh, taylor and i both good. are oh, so gracious we need to talk about that at saying so like. bad yeah <laughs> it's our it's it's my california and me it's you know <laughs> well i think it's just like well there it is again it's it's our filler word it is it's our, filler our word. we're trying to think through things and that's what but comes out of our mouths we're right trying at that to moment, think you through know? things really fast yeah so when mm-hmm. you're thinking through things really fast also that's kind of tongue twistery um <laughs> it's uh <laughs> had, a, had a moment of stutter um you feel like you need to say a lot of things instead of taking pauses yeah Mm -hmm. and actually it's funny i think we started to do a podcast on this mary and i got so frustrated with not being able to say like because i had it in my mind ever since we (laughs) talked about it and i kept on do you remember this we recorded it and you're like no we're not posting this it's so bad was this in our original (laughs) yes oh my gosh i know super cringe yeah actually i don't know if you knew this but before over the thread we had a thing was it called thought nuggets we were we were super old school yeah we had something (laughs) called thought nuggets which just it sounds so weird it was kind of a joke name it does and then we were and then we were like you know what we're gonna embrace it and do it and basically (laughs) it was our test of can we actually carry a conversation recorded because we can carry conversation normally, but I was like, how is this going to work exactly? Yeah. We just, we had never done podcasts. We had never done interviews. We'd never done anything. So this, it was like our experiment, our first experiment on Anchor, recording through Anchor. So it sounds like, I mean, love you, Anchor. Obviously, we're on Anchor. Go Anchor. Um, Go Anchor. But it sounded, like, it sounded like we were underwater and like, I sounded okay, but then like, if you're recording, if you're interviewing someone, because that's how we do it, I'd, I would call her on yeah. the interview setting and she sounded literally like she was like half a mile under the sea oh and yeah. <laughs> well granted also we were recording this at like 11 o'clock at night oh, and yeah. i was in bed yawns, like half asleep yawns were so prevalent and all, it was like the listen, yawn cast <laughs> if you listen it could be called it should have been called the, dang it that's a good name it should have been called the yawn cast because literally every single episode mary would like start with the yawn wow and i was like mary we're not even into the conversation yet and you're yawning so so bad. It is so bad. So bad. It was so cringe. At least you improved, <laughs> though. You improved. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was good. Which is I'm, great. I'm really glad <laughs> that we had that really rough, like, what is this thing called podcast sort of, like, Intro. you know, experimentation. Yeah. Well, you know? So, like, it wasn't like we we don't have that on. I mean, it's somewhere on Anchor still. But, like, we don't, <laughs> we don't, like, it's not You should delete of, that. Oh, God. Yeah, get rid um, of it. But it's not part of our portfolio. So it was like we had this like trial run. And then now, you know, I'm pretty I mean, of course, we're gonna look back on this in a year and be like, Oh, my gosh, that one interview was so like, but like, we have improved so much. And I feel like I'm I'm pretty proud of every single interview and every single episode that we've done to date um, Mm -hmm. on our on our podcast now. Um, I I mean, of course, there's things where you're like, oh, we're so much better now, or like our editing is better, you know, this or that, or we figured out how our intro is, you know, better transitioned. And like, of course, there's little things you'd nitpick, but like, it's, it's interesting, like looking back on 
your old stuff and then seeing kind of where you are now and just like seeing all that progress. I think that that's something that I kind of was thinking about this week, even like doing this huge interview with Ben. I was like, wow, like, look at how far we've come. Like, it's so great that we were able to have this interview later as well, because then now we have all this experience. We were able to bring it into the interview. Can you imagine if you had done it earlier? Good God. (laughs) I was not ready. Right? Not ready. Because like, I I was... Oh yeah. But I, <laughs> oh, now I was just saying. I think like. Oh, sorry. sorry. There we wow. go. Wow. Wow. Total fail. Continue. <laughs> no, you continue. As, as we say that we're getting better. Um. Thanks. We are slowly, but getting there. Oh gosh, I forgot. I forgot what I was gonna say. But um, I mean, I just listened to our podcast, our most recent, and. I was noticing like how much more comfortable, not that we like don't sound comfortable in our interviews, but I was noticing how much more comfortable I like, I like seemed and like sounded just cause I know me and I know like when I'm not comfortable and when I am and the conversation, even like our little introduction, Mary, that we did, which I really liked, um, it was so chill and like it felt like we knew what we were doing and we have this experience now okay we're actually I felt like an actual podcaster and it's not that like we haven't been because we've been for a while but it kind of I felt like less a poser and more of like a oh I actually I have this yeah it's great (laughs) but um yeah it's just something that comes with time I guess for for those of you who are just starting and Mm -hmm. stuff it does you you just have to sort of do it you know yeah Totally. What were you going to say, Mary? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's better to say Sorry. I don't know than just not say anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, uh, I, I lost know. it at that point. Oh, Sorry. No. It was like relevant to the to the moment. You, but you were probably going to talk about our, you know, how, how far we've come and stuff. And even, even Mary, too. I'm, I'm going to, you know, do a little short spiel on Mary. But, like, Aww. I mean, she, like... So when when I first we kind of both proposed the podcast together, like it was kind of a mutual thing. But she was always like, ah, oh, but I don't like my voice, and I don't like the way I sound. I sound like a man, and like all this stuff. And I'm like, Mary, you don't sound like a man unless you're sick. That's that's the exception. Um, <laughs> um, and I was like, Mary, no, like you sound great. Like don't worry about how you sound. Like it's it's all about the content, and especially you know having having anchor you know exist. It's like making it so much easier for people to be podcasters and like I never thought of myself as a podcaster I don't know if I have a podcasting voice per se but I was like that doesn't matter it what matters is our our content and what we're gonna do with it and so I would say she's come leaps and bounds because before I mean she didn't even want to like record any sort of audio she's like ah I don't want to hear my voice and like it was this whole thing (laughs) and now she's like you know leading um interviews and you know bringing in a lot of insight so um Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well yeah so kudos Mary kudos to you (laughs) kudos to you Mary I I love that word I love that word is there like an outro you want to do intro um uh what's a good way um um oh tell you what do you usually ask oh yes um let's do our final question let's do it all right so our final question for you is um we asked this to all of our guests is do you have somebody that you either know personally or you may not know but you you really um they really inspire you and um you follow them or something like that uh, of somebody who you think would be a really great fit for our podcast, uh, someone that should be on the podcast. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. There's so many. Hang on. Hang on. Hold up. Let me think real quick. 
<laughs> okay, if I had to say somebody that I absolutely adore and I think would be perfect for your podcast, that's very reachable, honestly, is this girl named, I think I mentioned her, is Yvette Young. Um, she is this v- really famous Instagram girl. She's a phenomenal musician. I mean, like, just talented way more than me like she's just like a I, I call her the guitar goddess because she's she's really like on a different level um oh, and she's just been killing it like she's touring right now she's working with some really oh. great people i think she just recently hung out with like willow smith and stuff so she's getting a lot of recognition oh. in the music oh. world because she's kind of breaking boundaries you know she's kind of breaking boundaries that yeah. that have i don't know like she's like in our interview for example she talked a lot about her disorders and how she fought through them and, it, and it's topics that we don't normally talk about you know what i mean that we don't normally yeah. um i don't know that it, it, i don't know i just uh, it in short term i would say definitely have yvette young on your podcast because the listeners were for she, sure absolutely adore what she has to offer you know what i mean yeah wow mm-hmm. yeah so yvette young y-v-e-t-t-e-y-o-u-n-g awesome for you we will That's awesome yeah we'll have to have her on <laughs> for sure all right nice well are we cool. good we're good yeah, I think so. all right well, thanks for being thank on thank you so, so much, much. and that was our conversation with eddie Thanks, Eddie, for being on the show. We really appreciate you. And I really hope you guys got a lot out of that conversation. I know I definitely took a lot of notes, um, a lot of takeaways from that. Anyways, well, we'll be back at you next week. Um, We have a fun group of podcasts in store for you guys. Um, Mary and I are going to be traveling to New York and Boston, attending a conference. And then we're also going to be doing doing the sites and um, checking out the places so we'll be recording a lot of podcasts for you in the upcoming weeks Um, until then check us out on instagram just at over the thread we're also on twitter and facebook if you want to know more about the show you can visit our website at www.lettucedraw.com forward slash over the thread that is l-e-t-t-u-s-d-r-a-w.com slash over the thread If you guys enjoyed the show, please leave us an iTunes review. That really helps us figure out what sort of content you guys are looking forward to and liking and also helps us just overall to figure out um, who's out there. We want to meet you guys and um, talk with you guys. If you guys are on Anchor, um, feel free to leave us a voicemail message. Um, We actually play all of our voicemail messages on the air when we have our podcast go on um, because we love hearing from you guys and you guys always have such great things to say. If you guys are interested in becoming supporters of the show, um, our lovely partners Anchor have this really cool thing called listener support where you can actually choose to donate $1, $5, or $10 a month to our podcast. And with that, you'll get some exclusive um, things that we are actually going to announce very shortly. Um, One of them might be a t-shirt, but uh, keep that on the down low. Um, but yeah, we're super, super excited. Um, so if you're interested in becoming a supporter, then please go to our website, bit.ly, that's L-Y, forward slash O-T-T dash support. That's bit, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash O-T-T dash support. Thanks guys. And, uh, we'll talk at you next week.